0: Welcome to the Impact Church Podcast, and thank you so much for joining us as we seek to establish Christ followers who live in obedience to God's Word and make an impact in their community and the world through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today, Pastor Brad continues in his sermon series called Return and Rebuild, sharing what the Bible says about no weapon formed against us will prosper. Are you ready to make an impact for Christ? The time is now
1: amen thank you jesus we can be a new creation in christ today are you guys excited to be in the house of the lord hey all right without further ado we're getting right into our message today as we continue in our expositional sermon series where we've been going through the book of ezra all right and our sermon series has been entitled return and rebuild and if you've read the book of ezra you know where the title comes from because they're returning from babylon a place of captivity to jerusalem to rebuild the temple and it's more than just building a building guys we've said about this it's about their life returning to faith in christ all right to faith in god to really living out what god has called them to do in their life all right so we've been seeing this transition that the israelites have been taken and now we come to a a message after last week where we looked about them uh, persevering through opposition as they were met with opposition again we now enter our sermon for today as we start into chapter 6 and we're going to see that it's very evident that it's going to kind of back up another scripture that was written about these very israelites coming into this region to rebuild the temple a passage you may be familiar of that basically has the words of this title that is, No Weapon Formed Shall Prosper. And that's the title of our message today. No Weapon Formed Shall Prosper. What does that mean? It's so often quoted, it's so often said, but what is the context of that? What does that look like? How do we stand on that promise of God that no weapon formed against us shall prosper? And as a a, a pretty, uh, I felt, pertinent uh, introduction to this. How many of you guys remember this cartoon right here that we're gonna put up on the screen? See if you guys remember that. Anybody remember that? I thought that was a pretty cool that. No weapon formed against that roadrunner ever prospered, did it? I'm gonna tell you what, my man Wiley he tried and he tried and he tried again. He made his own concoctions. He even ordered stuff. Y'all remember that? They would drop shipments in. He'd be reading the directions on how to put it together to stop this roadrunner and catch it. And no weapon that that dude ever formed prospered against that roadrunner, did it? Well, guys, I wanna tell you today that you and I in Christ could be like a roadrunner. And that no matter what, forms against us if our heart is pure if we are living for christ and walking in obedience to his word no weapon formed against us will ever stop what god wants to happen in your life and in your family's life do you believe that do you know that that doesn't mean that there's not going to be some trouble that there's not going to be some collateral damage that there's not going to be some destruction some hard times some opposition we've seen that we know that all through the bible we've talked about it nobody ever did anything for the Lord without first graduating from the university of what hard adversity that's right hard knocks adversity university of adversity and it's open enrollment for anybody who wants to follow Jesus right. I'm gonna tell you but God will prevail God will show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is right before him that's 2nd Chronicles 16:9. we've talked about that so we're gonna see that today that these Israelites a weapon's been formed But will it prosper that's a great question so we're going to look at this today and we're going to see and it's going to be reiterated through scripture that when we step out to live for christ when you make a stand for the lord especially in a world that's going an opposite direction you will experience opposition you will you will god's word paul even said all those who desire to live a godly life in christ jesus will be persecuted That's a guarantee, all. Somebody say all, all. All. Not all that just go to church. Not all that just claim to be a Christian and teach Sunday school and lead a life group and all that. All who live a godly life in Christ Jesus. Because how many of you know, just going to church, just saying you're a Christian, just serving the Lord in some capacity doesn't make you a Christian? Do you know that? Because the difference is, That when Christ is in us and the Holy Spirit of God is living and working in us, we have a desire to live a godly life. We're going to fall. We're going to mess up. We're going to trip and fall on our face from time to time. But there will be no excuses for sin. We will have a new desire in us to live according to God's word. Make no mistake. So all who desire to do that and all who desire to stand on God's word, you'll have some bumps and bruises along the way. But God's faithful and he's going to prevail just like the road runner did over Wiley Coyote. So as we dive in and we look at chapter 6 today, we're going to see that if God said it, if God set it in place, and that God proves to be in it, that there is nothing, nothing, nothing that will ever stop it. Let me pray for us before we dive in. Dear Lord, we love you. Father, we thank you for Jesus, and Lord, we're here today. Lord, to glorify you, to worship you, to praise you, Lord, to hear from your word. So, Lord, today, as we dive into yet another message, Father, that is so pertinent to all of us. Father, as we live for Christ, I pray that you would move, that you would speak. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would rain and fall down upon this place, that you would move us so that we would not be the same again. Lord we don't want to be the same after we hear your word we want to apply it and live it father give us your spirit give us your understanding give us your strength to follow your word because we cannot do this on our own we need you so Lord I pray that we would open our minds our hearts our ears father to you and that we would walk out of here in obedience to your word Lord because I know you desire to make an impact through us in this community in our families in everywhere that you lead us So Lord, you get all the glory for today. Come and teach us, Father, and move in our hearts, and you get all the glory in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so if you have a copy of God's word, you can go ahead and turn to Ezra chapter six, maybe you're there already. But before we get into this, you need to know the context of what we're getting ready to get into, because if you've missed a few weeks, or maybe you're just visiting today, Don't worry about the roof it moves here that's cool you're safe it's all right you know welcome to impact church we say that every week when it's windy because it seems like it's windy every day now but here we go so you got to get the context of where we're at so you know what's going on here so if you remember back from we started in chapter four there started to be this resistance as the israelites came and they started to build resistance started to take place that people started to come against them they started to, to oppose them, to, to persecute them, if you will, to, to shut, try to shut them down, to shut them up and shut them down. And we saw that as a result of that, that they retreated, that they stopped the work of the Lord. You remember that? So they felt that resistance. No decree, no extra decree had gone out to stop them. They weren't walking in disobedience to authority. People had just come against them to stop God's work. They were still under the decree of Cyrus at the time to rebuild the temple. They had full authority to do what they were doing. But they stopped because the world resisted them. How many times do you and I stop living for Jesus when the world resists us? It's unfortunate. I've been there and I know you have at times and and we fail at that and and this is a great message for us to not fail when we get resisted again maybe we've messed up in the past but God wants to lead us in a different direction so we know they stopped then you go into chapter 5 and we saw at the beginning that the word of the Lord came to them through the prophets Haggai and Zechariah remember that so God's Word came to them and said hey wake up man what are you doing why did you stop doing what I called you to do and they had no excuse for it because what they had done they had gone back to selfish living they had gone back to building their own houses right remember that that's why Haggai said man what can can you tell me why the work of the Lord ain't getting done and y'all are sitting up in here in your own shacks building your own house and, how, and what a great message for us Some, so many times when we retreat from the lord we just go to living life in our own understanding in our own way with what makes sense to us living for the world giving into our flesh giving into sin because that's comfortable to us and so we retreated so the word of the lord came to convict them. hey get up baby come on let's go and they listened because they remembered hey it didn't go so well for our ancestors when they disobeyed the lord before Remember that 70 years of captivity? I don't want to do that again, right? So they walked in obedience to the Lord. They said, yeah, you know what? You're right. So they got back to building right there in the beginning of chapter five. Now, remember last week, the Bible says at the same time. So as soon as they got back to building at the same time, resistance came again. This time it was our brother, Tat and I. You remember him, old Tat, Barney, we called him Barney Fife who who gave y'all permission to build this temple and do this right you remember that so there's this opposition to stop again but what did the bible say they did they kept building and god was in it to keep them going he made it so that they could not prevent them from building while they searched and sent this letter to darius to search and see if there really was an order from cyrus all right so that's where we are opposition hit they retreated went back to their own life they fell away backslid whatever you want to call it god called them back to his word they walked in obedience as soon as they started to do it again resistance happened again now this time they're working through they're persevering through and op- through opposition that's the message last week here we go we're in chapter 6. got the story you need it because context, context, context means everything. Here we go. Chapter 6 of Ezra. We're going to read verses 1 through 12 today will be our passage. All right, it says, Then King Darius issued a decree and a search was made in the archives where the treasures were stored in Babylon and at Akmetha in the place that is in the province of Media A scroll was found and in it a record was written thus in the first year of King Cyrus King Cyrus issued a decree concerning the house of God at Jerusalem let the house be rebuilt the place where they offered sacrifices and let the foundations of it be firmly laid its height 60 cubits and its width 60 cubits with three rows of heavy stones and one row of new timber Let the expenses be paid from the king's treasury. Oh, my goodness. Also, let the gold and silver articles of the house of God, which Nebuchadnezzar took from the temple, which is in Jerusalem, and brought to Babylon, be restored and taken back to the temple, which is in Jerusalem, each to its place, and deposit them in the house of God. Now, therefore, Tatnai, governor of the region beyond the river, and shethar Baznai, and your companions, the Persians, who are beyond the river, keep yourselves far from there. Let the work of this house of God alone, let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews build this house of God on its site. Moreover, he ain't done yet. I issue a decree as to what you shall do for the elders of these Jews, for the building of this house of God. Let the cost be paid at the king's expense from the taxes on the region beyond the river. This is to be given immediately to these men, so that they are not hindered. And whatever they need, young bulls, rams, and lambs for the burnt offerings of the God of heaven, wheat salt wine and oil according to the request of the priests who are in Jerusalem let it be given them day by day without fail that they may offer sacrifices of sweet aroma to the God of heaven and pray for the life of the king and his sons also he ain't done yet by the way I issue a decree that whoever alters this edict Let a timber be pulled from his house and erected and let him be hanged on it and let his house be made a refuse heap because of this and may the God who causes his name to dwell there destroy any king or people who put their hand to alter it or to destroy this house of God, which is in Jerusalem. I Darius issue a decree, let it be done diligently. I don't think that weapon prospered, do you? So, we have a great word to dig through here today. A very moving word that's going to be pertinent to all of us. So right off the bat, we see, we know where we've been. They've sent this letter to Darius, and they're just waiting. Um, We got to shut down, y'all. I know it's going to happen. Well, Darius comes back, issues a decree, of course, to search first for the records. He's got to find them, okay? Because remember, Darius, here he is, he's some probably 30 years after Cyrus made this order, okay? So King Cyrus set it in place, then there was another king after Cyrus, Cambyses, and then after Cambyses, then there was Darius, all right? So there's three kings ago, 30 years ago, there was an order written, and they got to go find it. Can you imagine? (laughs) How many of you guys keep records from 30 years ago? Come on. You run a business, you'd be like, what? Of course, now we got computers and, and, and all that kind of stuff, so a little bit easier, right? They didn't have that then. So they had to go find it. Obvious, this this wasn't by the word of God, this wasn't right there, easy at their hands in the palace in Babylon. Where'd the Bible say they had to go? akmetha in Media. You'd be like, all right, Brad, cool. What does that mean? That means it was 250 miles away, written 30 years ago. It was in a distant palace 250 miles away. Do you think God was in that to make sure the search continued till it was found? Because think about this they could have just said, ah, man, I don't see it in here in Babylon. Ah, it must not exist. They're probably lying. Just go ahead and shut it down. But no, God already said they're going to keep building until Darius finds this. So God was in this and moving them to find it. I want you to see that this part. That's like, you know, so oftentimes we just read the word of God and we're like, Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, baba, 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 Akamitha, Midia, what does that mean? There's a word in that. There's a word in that. God will move people on your behalf to go to extreme lengths to make sure you get to complete what God wants you to do in your life. Even if it's 30 years ago, 250 miles away in a palace, where they ain't got an iPhone to just call over to Agnese and be like, yo, y'all got that record over there? One, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, no computer. They can't fill up all the records, okay? So basically, they had to go to, to Bill Gates, 3,000-year-old distant relative, Heredia's Gates, okay? And, and he had to get on the iCAMEL, and they had to ride the iCAMEL 250 miles. Guys, that's like going from here to Virginia Beach, okay? As, all right, I mean if you look back at, in records if they wanted to do something fast they rode a horse But a horse could only go about 25 to 35 miles a day it had to take a break unless you switched horses Every every time that you went that distance so they could have got there quicker on a horse But usually with a, a distance like this they could take a camel It went about a hundred miles a day if it was just saddled with no baggage on it so that means this was a two and a half day journey to go find the records Couldn't call the king on the iPhone, so I had to get back on the camel two and a half days back to get it. You see what I'm talking about? This isn't no joke here. God is moving people to extremes to find this so that the work of the Lord would not be shut down. Pretty huge lesson in that. So what happened? Verse 3 through 5. They found it. What did it say? Everything that they said it said. Every single thing that Cyrus had written down in this scroll was there all the way down to specifics and I want you to see that yes build this house just any house just like gonna be just like a business it's just gonna be like a, a, a tent equipment shed no this is a house of the Lord this is a house of worship let them build the house of worship That's huge because this is a pagan king, guys, in Babylon, where they couldn't worship God in Babylon when they were there. And now he's telling them, make sure they can worship him. Do you see God in that? This is is huge. All the way down to the details, firm foundations. What's the significance of that? We're going to be there a while, baby. (laughs) This isn't some temporary structure. All right, this is here set in place to, we, to resist and withstand storms, hurricanes, whatever comes through there. It's going to be there. It's going to stand. So all the way down to the details of the size and everything, the dimensions. And then even in there about this will come from the king's treasury, plus all those items that Nebuchadnezzar, the big bad king that destroyed the temple way back then, in 585 BC whatever it was took out we're going to get them back and they're going to the temple it was all right there so now we know where we're at God's in us and God is moving how many of you know that when God is in something big things are getting ready to happen anybody ever experienced i mean have you truly ever seen the hand of god on something in your life where it didn't make sense to you it didn't make sense to anybody else around you but god did it and he only then gets the glory for it have you ever seen that if you don't think you have i want to tell you you're sitting on something that god just did you are you're sitting on something a 45 acre piece of land that god put in place that made no sense we started and put a contract on this place we had eighty thousand dollars in the bank and you're going to purchase 45 acres in forest virginia and that's all you got that doesn't make sense to me it didn't that doesn't make sense to a man to a woman to a normal human being and that's exactly where god wants to show up Because if he's in it, he's gonna prove himself faithful. Does that make sense? So now, no matter what resistance, what opposition comes away, God has proven himself to say it, to set it in place and to be in it. Therefore, no weapon formed against his movement will prosper. Not because there's anything special about me or you, but there's everything special about him. So you're living this right here. Maybe you can say, Brad, I don't know if I've ever seen the hand of God move like that. I want you to sit back and watch God go right here then. And I want you to strengthen your faith in him as God has strengthened my faith in him by watching him do what he's doing right here. That's what God's doing. And that's what God's gonna do right here because God's already proven himself to be in it. So now let's watch God show off. What's he gonna do? He gonna do something big. So the king spoke again here. He issued a decree. And what we're going to see is, okay, not only is he going to give them permission to to build the temple, an unbelieving king, he's going to do something that only God can stir him to do. And I want you to see that. God is going to move the heart of this king because he's going to say, man, not only are they going to do it, I'm going to help pay for it. As a matter of fact, I'm going to write my own order to make sure it gets done. What? (laughs) You already had King Cyrus, a pagan king, do it. Now God's moving Darius to do it. You see, because this is what we know. Darius probably already heard about this God, this God of heaven, even though maybe he didn't believe, he already knew the story that happened around Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Remember them? Same situation here in Babylon, made a stand. Hey, he already heard the story of Daniel in the lion's den. Hey, right? He's heard of this God and he's like, man, I cannot come against this. And the Lord's stirring in his heart to do something he would not do on his own. So Darius commanded them to allow the work on the temple and eventually the city which would be rebuilt and the walls without interruption, we're gonna see, all right? guys this was not the way it was predicted to go this wasn't they had been resisted fought against people were going to the authorities over them making them stop shut down the word of the lord came they started again opposition right now hey if you're not going to do it just by us persecuting you on your own we're going to get some legal orders to stop you that's what was trying to happen here you see that this wasn't predicted to go well in the world's eyes but God's gonna do a thing. Let's see what he does. So here we go. We're in this, verse six and seven. So let's pick up right there again in our passage just to remind us where we're at. All right? So after they found this order from Cyrus, they read, he read it out. Here's, here's Darius talking back. Ready? It says, Now therefore, Tatnai, Shethar, Boznai, Let me tell you what you're gonna do. You're gonna stay out of the way, bro. That's what you're gonna do. So here is Sheriff Andy Griffith, Andy Taylor, right? Right? we will come and say, Now, Barney, back off. You know Aunt B wouldn't want you coming against them great people like that. What would she think? Step down, put your bullet back in your pocket. You're done. Stop complaining. But it doesn't stop there. So he's going to tell them to back off. All right. So we see verse six and seven. Look at it seven It says, let the work of this house, work of this house of God alone. Let the governor of the Jews and the elders of the Jews build this house of God on its site leave it alone get away back off that's what he said do you see the hand of god in this already he's moving and he's moving to make sure these people can complete his mission because it's god's mission it's not really theirs you go into verse 8 and 9 and you see that not only are they going to back off and not resist Get this, get this, this this don't make sense. Not only are you going to back off, you're going to help. What? You're going to do what? Yeah, that's right, you heard me. You're going to help them. Oh, come on. Yeah. You're going to help them. Darius said, I issued a decree that you're going to. For the building of this house of God, let the cost be paid to the king's dispenser from the river. In other words, what you're going to do, you're going to go down to your bank, brother Tat. You're going to pull out some money, and you're going to give it to him to build the temple. What? Oh, but it ain't done there. That's not all you're going to do. You're not just going to give them money and pay them in full. You're going to give them whatever else they need. As you continue reading down through verse nine, you're going to give them some animals some groceries Whatever they need and get this you're not just gonna do it one time brother. What does the bible say you're gonna do? every day every day day. (laughs) He's gonna be there every day Helping them out, but you're not gonna be there every day complaining moaning them giving a hard time getting away Because if you do there's gonna be a consequence We're gonna see that a little bit you are gonna be there every day though helping and making sure they got everything they need That's God that's what God can do so what are you and I worried about when we face opposition in some of the hardest times in our life why are we so worried that if we know God said it we know God said it his promise and we know God set it in place and then when we start out and we know we've got a word from the Lord and we're following in his will and we're doing what he's called us to do and then he proves himself to be in it by showing up what in the world could we ever be scared about? I want you to think about that, and the biggest part of that is having your heart right before Him. Second Chronicles sixty nine. I'm going to keep saying it till everybody gets it. The eyes of the Lord search to and fro throughout the earth, looking to prove Himself strong to the person whose heart is loyal, whose right is blameless before Him is your heart right before god i don't mean are you doing the right things, saying the right things dressing the right way everybody thinks you're a great christian i mean is your heart right before him he knows your motives he knows your heart he knows your thoughts you ain't fooling god we just went off of april 1st april fool's day and, and part of this message i i put out on social media because it was so huge it's like people think they fool god when god is not fooled you can't fool him he knows everything he sees all hears all knows all And he knows your thoughts and heart. You can't get anything by him. You can fool yourself. You can fool others. But you cannot fool him. And we're going to see what happens if you come against him and his work. It's not pretty. And Galatians even tells us, man, make no mistake. Don't be deceived. That means don't be led away from truth into error. Don't be fooled. God cannot be mocked. That means you're not going to be able, even in your heart, to turn your nose up at him and disobey his word and think you can get away from it. You can't because in the Bible says, what a man reaps, he'll also sow. So let me ask you this. What are the thoughts and the heart and the motives in your life right now going to produce and reap for you if they keep going in the condition they're in? Life for you and others around you or destruction? We need to get it right he's not fooled guys he's not and he's not fooled here in these israelites and he's moving on their behalf as they've gotten their heart right with him and they're walking now in accordance to his ways and he's going to show up on their behalf and to prove himself strong beautiful message so this decree so far could not have gone any better the house of the lord's going to be built on its site Darius's is going to Make sure that everybody is well taken care of and even he himself and old Tatnai and his his posse are going to help him out and everything's going to be good. And now we're going to see to make sure that they're not going to turn away. He's going to issue another thing to make sure that this happens. That's because God's going to provide. So in this we see the wonderful hand, the work of God even coming against all the objections that were raised through all these years and all these leaders to God what God was doing. So the end result of these objections is that the work of the Lord was going to be furthered, not stopped. I want to say that again. The end result of all these objections and resistance is that God's work will be furthered. It will be catalyzed if you will by the Spirit of God because these people's hearts were right it's not gonna stop and God was in it and I love it because even when they weren't faithful God was still faithful to lead them to complete what he started because they quit the first time right that's a beautiful message for you and I how many of you guys know that there's been times in your life where you haven't been faithful to the Lord maybe y'all are just more spiritual than me I'm raising my hand there's been times in my life where I've messed it up praise God he's faithful to still finish and complete what he started he will do that in your life if you would repent and get your heart right and come back to the Father running and and just fall down on your knees and cry holy and say oh Lord what a what a sinner am I and I'm in need of you my Savior help me Lord to get it right this time would you do that you may have messed it up but God wants to get it right that doesn't mean there still won't be consequences for your sin on this earth for what you've done. But God wants to restore you and renew you because we're not earthly focused anyway in Christ. We're eternally focused and that's where our heart has to be. Fix our eyes on Jesus. I love the what's going on here because basically what we're seeing is Romans eight twenty eight play out that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Y'all know that verse right? it doesn't say all things are good because none of this stuff that was been happening was good but it all worked out for the good to those who love him and were called according to his purpose do you see that not all things in your life and my life are going to be good but God's going to work them out for the good to complete and finish what he starts in our life if we'll trust him great message verse 10 let's keep going because Darius is gonna keep going <laughs> he ain't done yet he's telling him to stay out of the way He's telling them hey you're going to fund it i'm going to fund it you're going to help them every day let's keep going see what he says in verse 10. look at this and that they may offer sacrifices of sweet aroma to the god of heaven uppercase g and pray for the life of the king and his sons a pagan king yep i'm going to let them worship the god of heaven the one and only true god the one that i've heard about through Daniel, and like we just talked about Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, the one that I've seen move, the one that I've heard the story of, that, that has done so many great things in the lives of these people. Yeah, that God. And, and as such, as, they, as you let them worship, and as they worship, I want them to pray for me. Oh, that's huge. Do you see that? How even God's going to manifest himself to the lost through what he does as we don't quit and walk in perseverance to opposition and trust in God he's going to show up he's going to shine the light of Christ through us to others for his glory don't miss that so he's careful to make this decree now we're going to see that there's going to be severe punishments for anybody who comes against this work of the Lord let's read on so we're getting this and moment you're not going to come against it, you're gonna leave it alone and you're gonna pay for it and you're gonna be there every day and you're gonna let him worship and you're gonna pray for me and by the way if i ain't done yet verse 11. this is where it gets a little tight also i issue a decree that whoever alters this edict let a timber be pulled from his house and erected and let him be hanged on it other versions of the bible say let him be impaled on it that's nasty if you come against this work that they're doing you're going to lose your life and I'm going to make sure that it happens that's what Darius is saying and he's a man that can do it because he let out such brutal executions all through history including when he impaled accordingly three thousand Babylonians when he took over Babylon that's according to ancient historians and even Darius himself recorded that 3,000 people he impaled. So he gonna do it. He a businessman. What he says goes. You're not getting by it. What? I want you to picture this. This, I don't know if this is really opening your eyes to the power and authority and the sovereignty of God or not, because I hope it is. Because I want you to picture this. All this opposition had happened for years. Tat and I and all these people had come with authority as a governor of the region to say, man, I don't think they should be doing this. I don't think they need to be doing this. Oh, king, please give us your pleasure in this. Please, uh," In other words, please shut us down. And so now they sent this letter off. And you know know what they're probably doing. They're back at home, man, with all the gossipers and the backstabbers, and they having a party. They'd be like, yeah. We shut this stuff down, y'all. Y'all wait, hey, hey, have another drink. This is gonna be good. It's gonna come back, and Darius is gonna shut these people down, and we're gonna run them all out of town again. That's what they're thinking. They're back home having a party while this decree's being written, not knowing what's gonna be brought down. Can you imagine the look on Tadnei's face when he read this decree from Darius? Can you imagine? No weapon formed against you will prosper. Hun, are you in the hands of God like that? Is your family in the hands of God like that? If it's not, if your heart is wrong, get it right today. Because if your heart is wrong, and even if your heart is so sour and you're coming against the work of the Lord, he doesn't take that very lightly. Because what we've seen through Darius with God moving his heart is, You're going to back off I'm paying you're paying you're helping every day if anyone reverses this or comes against it I'm running a stake through them that's in your Bible y'all so don't you think God takes it pretty seriously when God come against his work do you think he does I'd say he does God hasn't changed he's the same yesterday today and forever he doesn't take it very lightly when people come against what he's doing And it's not finished and Darius says and let his house be made a refuse heap what's that if you look at the word refuse it's a Hebrew word Nevalu it means poop let his house become a dunghill an outhouse and it's not just talking about the physical house If you look up the Hebrew word for house there, it's talking about the family, the people in it. So you're going to be dead and gone and pailed on the stake. Who cares if your house becomes an outhouse? But I bet you'd care about your family once you're gone, wouldn't you? Even your family will be made a mess if you come against the work of the Lord. I don't know how any other clear way to put this. This is God speaking through a king to make sure his work wasn't resisted. He's moving the heart. Verse 12, and, again, Darius still ain't done. We got another and. And may the God, uppercase G, God who causes his name to dwell there, destroy any king or people who put their hand to alter it or to destroy his house of God, which is in Jerusalem. I, Darius, issue a decree. Let it be done diligently. He called upon the hand of God to even come against anybody who resisted. That's huge. Do you see the severity and the seriousness that God has in His work done through His people? Oh Lord, let us not do anything to tear it down, or to come against it, or to hinder it in any way. Let it be done diligently, swiftly. So at the end of it all, the king of the mightiest empire on earth here at the time Commands the temple to be finished for the exiles to be returned and it's gonna be funded by the Empire and anybody who comes against it Is gonna pay a significant price by the king and by the hand of God Almighty That's authority That's sovereignty That's the holiness of God Who loves you? And wants to call you back through his word maybe you got it wrong maybe you've messed this up he wants to call you back right now today don't wait till tomorrow don't wait till next month don't wait till next year there may not be one the trumpet may sound what are you waiting on we're in the fourth quarter the bible's being played out before eyes what on earth are you waiting for come to jesus and get your heart right now he knows all sees all and hears all repent get it under the blood and get it right today and let's move forward And the power and the authority of the one who controls it all anyway. That's what God can do in your life. Perfect reminder here of Proverbs 21.1. The king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. Like the rivers of water, he turns it wherever he wishes. It's beautiful. So we've seen that what God's work that he has proven to be a part of will be accomplished. And it will be finished. This is going to get finished. We're going to see that next week. This will be completed now that this weapon formed did not prosper. Only God can do stuff like that. Reminds me of Isaiah 54. I want to read some Isaiah to you as we bring this to a close. Isaiah chapter 54. Because we're going to read this passage that we've brought up here as the title of this message. Isaiah 54 verses 14 through 17 and here's the word of the lord coming to this prophet isaiah that is specific to this situation he's talking to the israelites coming out of babylon to be restored and renewed okay you ready you want to get some context 14 through 17 of of chapter 54 in righteousness you shall be established that goes back to your heart is your heart with god in righteousness you shall be established you shall be far from oppression for you shall not fear and from terror for it shall not come near you indeed they shall surely assemble who's they people against you oh they'll gather there'll be some people come against you but not because of me they may come in my name and say that there are this all that and the other but they're not there because of me if they're opposing you because whoever assembles against you shall fall at your sake Behold I have created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work, and I have created the spoiler to destroy. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. It's not our righteousness, it's His. Are you walking in His ways? Have you surrendered your heart to Him? I mean fully and completely, have you repented? And is God now the Lord of your life? Or are you still the lowercase l Lord of your life? He has it all in his hands, and he wants to go to work on your behalf. Why wouldn't you surrender everything to Jesus today? Stop trying to control it all in your life. Stop trying to grab and hold on and manipulate and work behind the scenes and do this, that, and the other. Just give it all to Jesus right now, today. Surrender. He wants to prove himself strong on your behalf. jump ahead i want to read isaiah 43 i was going to read something out of isaiah 41 as well but i'm just going to go to isaiah 43 and i want us to read verses 15 through 19. isaiah 43 verses 15 through 19. i am the lord your holy one the creator of israel your king thus says the lord who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinguished. They are quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the old things. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is doing a new thing. God wants to do a new thing in your life. Will you look at the person beside you and say, God wants to do a new thing? You tell them. God wants to do a new thing. Forget the things of old. Move on from the past. Surrender your heart and your life wholly and completely right now to God because he wants to do something new in your life he wants to show himself strong and faithful on your behalf if your heart's right before him you see what we've just seen is God controls the weapons and those who use them they won't prosper just like a wily coyote he tried so hard but he just couldn't prosper That's what every piece of resistance, opposition, enemy attack, whatever you want to call it, that will come against you will not prosper. It'll hurt, it'll sting, there'll be some pain, there'll be some trips and maybe some hang-ups on your behalf, but to those who are faithful and get their hearts right before Him, you're gonna prevail. Why? Because the battle's God's, it's not yours. It's His, and He doesn't lose. He's the victor. Surrender all to him. I thought of a, a song I wanted to, to close this with. It's a song you've heard before. I'm going to read the first line in the chorus. It's in the eye of the storm. It says, When the solid ground is falling out from underneath my feet, when the black, Between the black skies and my red eyes I can barely see, When I realize I've been sold out by my friends and my family, I can feel the rain reminding me. In the eye of the storm, he remains in control. In the middle of the war, he guards your soul. He alone is the anchor when your your sails are torn. His love surrounds you in the eye of the storm. Why would you give your heart to anybody else except Jesus? He is faithful, he is. He is Jehovah Jireh, your provider. He is Jehovah Ratha, your healer. He is your strong tower. when you run to it today? He is the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He controls it all. Why would you turn to the world in your own understanding and give in to an enemy he wants to steal, kill, and destroy when God wants to set you on a path of righteousness and show himself strong in you and your family through this church and in this community? Let's get it right today, Impact. Because God wants to do a mighty work to us. As, as, um, as Joshua told the Israelites before they crossed the Jordan, he said, consecrate yourselves. What does that mean? It means get your heart right with Jesus today. Get your heart right. Get it right. Consecrate yourselves. Why? Because the Lord wants to do a great work through you tomorrow. Will we get it right? Whatever it is. Whenever you need to surrender let's lay it all down right here today and let's move forward in the power and the authority and the sovereignty of a holy god because when we do that we can rest assured and we can be confident that no weapon ever formed against us will prosper let's bow our head and close our eyes i just wonder today first and foremost is there anybody out here right now at the sound of my voice in this room in the drive-in On social media even in the weeks to come as people watch this message is there anybody who needs to right now surrender their life to Jesus I want you to do it today right now don't wait get it right today why wouldn't you after you just heard everything that we just went through in God's Word why wouldn't you do that he's for you he's with you and he loves you you surrender to him if you haven't done that I mean maybe you've walked in out of church doors and maybe you even had an emotional experience at the altar one day cried a couple tears but your life never changed because your heart wasn't right I'm going to tell you the prayer by itself doesn't save you it's not a magic prayer it's your heart, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it's with your mouth that you confess and are saved. So will you confess him as Lord of your life today and then walk in obedience with your heart, surrender to the Holy Spirit that he has control and not your flesh, not the world, not the enemy he wants to destroy anymore. It's all for him. Will you do that right now? If you're ready to do that, I'm gonna lead you through some words of a prayer, but make sure it's from your heart that you do business with God and not just with your tongue. Or if you're here and you said, Brad, I've I previously walked with the Lord, and I know I have because I experienced that fire, that change that you're talking about. But lately, man, the world's drowned it out. I've, I've drifted away like these Israelites did. I kind of stopped the work of the Lord in my life, and I've been living for myself. And I know this word of the Lord today is calling me back, and I want to return to him, and I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. If that's you, I'm going to ask you to pray this same prayer from your heart to God's heart right now, to receive him for the first time or to rededicate your life to him, boldly and unashamed. right now. Just say, Dear God, I admit to you that I'm a sinner I've fallen short of your glory and I'm in need of you my Savior and today I want to make you Lord of my life because I'm tired of doing life on my own I've messed it up and I feel separated from you because of the sin so Lord thank you for sending Jesus God in the flesh to die on the cross that I could have forgiveness of my sin because his body was broken and his blood was shed. And so now today, Father, I can be forgiven. I can walk in newness. I can experience this new thing that you want to do in my life because, Lord, I know I need it. Thank you for raising Jesus from the grave three days later in victory over hell, death, and the grave, proving that he was God. And Lord, I would love for you right now to show up on my behalf as I surrender to you because I need that same victory in my life. And my commitment to you is from this day forward, I surrender all in my life for you. Amen. With every head still bowed, every eye still closed, right now, if you prayed that prayer, you meant business with God. It was more than just words to you. You're ready and you surrendered your life to him for the first time, or you rededicated your life to him right now, would you just boldly and unashamed raise your hand, say, Brad, I prayed that prayer. I meant business with God. There's hands up all over this place. If I don't see you, God does, and that's more important. Amen. Amen. There's no turning back, church. Guys, let's take this message, this powerful message, this very pertinent, moving message, and let's apply it. And let's live it out, knowing that when we get our hearts right before him, God's going to finish the work he starts in our life. Do you believe it? God's going to finish the work he started in this church. We'd love for you to be a part of it. We'd love for you to join in. Be a part of everything that God's doing. We'll see you back here next Sunday. Go make an impact for Christ. We'll see you next week.
0: Thanks again for joining us today. The Lord is truly doing an amazing work, and we would love for you to be a part of it. Check out the show notes for links to our website and social media pages. Or if you're ever in the Lynchburg or Forest, Virginia area, please come on by and join us in making an impact for Christ.